welcome to episode 179 of the local meta my name is fletcher and i'm john john how's it going tonight man you're wrong okay <laughs> apparently craig didn't even want to have any of this crap and just like we're like well you're off the command to have him join and he's like no you guys are idiots but should i just should we just get into this like sure let's do this this episode's gonna be a mess <laughs> all right so we I might, around. I might make you edit just because. <laughs> All right, so we were kicking around topic ideas, and I'm like, oh, like, I'm like, could we do an episode on like, you know, like we've talked. I think we've talked about the good lessons that like magic and games teach you, but like mm-hmm. I was like about the bad lessons that like you know tabletop gaming teaches you, and I'm like, I'm and you're like, well, what are those? And I'm like, well, like, I said one, but like pri- the pri- this is like the primary one too, but like I'm like. Well, it kind of like teaches you that violence is always the answer. Okay. And you're so, like, you're wrong. And I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> I feel a need to dispel a common misconception about gaming. When have you ever been in a group that was literally nothing but murder hobos? Uh, our current group. How are we murder hobos? We have, we have played enough murder hobo games before. And at least... Early in my history, I was a murder hobo. Like, I don't even think I'd say early in my history I was a murder hobo. Yeah, I think... And I'm like... I think, John, I think you should really, like... I'm definitely... That you don't have the rose-colored glasses on. I'm definitely murder hobo adjacent. And I definitely make characters with the intent of them being good in combat. Because... That was like that was definitely my primary reason. Like even Abigor, who was extremely yeah. handicapped by the fact that he literally only had lightning, and we were fighting things immune to freaking lightning. He yeah. was very, very good at shooting lightning, right? Yeah, so, like that's what he did. Yeah, but even like so in our in our group that we have, even like my first character, the samurai dude, he yep. was not a murder hobo, right? He was yeah. built for combat. He wasn't a murder hobo. Even in my gaming in high school, like, I always had like a natural inclination for like the more RP ish stuff. I we, we played like two games in high school ever before I joined your group, so it's not like yeah. that actually has any basis in it. Like, I don't know if I have rose colored glasses or if you have whatever the opposite of rose colored glasses are. Yeah, like, like real lenses. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so, like, here's the here's the thing, though, is, is I think I think you're looking at it and being like, "Oh, murder hobos, that's way out there." Like, I'm not that. Like, that's something completely different than what I am. And I've, I'll say, I have played that thing that's way out in left field. Like, <laughs> I have played games like that when I was ridiculous and you know, thirteen. But like, just just think about the game. Like, even you know. Even the, the you know the game with Abigor, like, how did we solve problems? You had anger issues. I mean, I I did not have anger <laughs> issues, but like, think about it. We encountered a problem. <laughs> Typically, how was that problem solved? I mean, how much of that was just because that's how it was designed to be solved, though? But that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm but, not saying I'm not saying that like the like the whole thing is is that like the games are. Like, we're running around just swinging swords all over and, like, killing things. But, like, the thing is, is that a lot of a lot of tabletop games, they are designed to solve problems through violence. It's like, you know, it's like, think about Halo, you know? Well, like, that's a, that's a combat game, but, like, <laughs> the whole point of the game is to solve problems through violence. Well, yeah, it's because it's a first-person shooter. But, like, that's... The, but, but my point is not that, oh, yeah, that's what it's designed to do. My point is, is that the point of the game is to solve problems through violence. Not that, that's a, not that, like, the game in and of itself is a problem, but, like, See, that's I feel the point as, I'm getting at. I feel as if a game like Fallout is a better example. That would be a way better example, except for basically every single Fallout, except for Fallout 4, is a game where you can play through and beat it without violence. That's why it's a better example. Oh, okay. It's a better example because you can literally play a pacifist run in, fall, in Fallout mm-hmm. games, but yep. it's easier to just shoot everything in the head. Exactly. And I think gaming is the same way. 
I mean, maybe? So, uh, like, uh, the thing that I'm thinking of right now, from, from our past, uh, the Forgotten Light campaign, the one with yeah. Abgor, with Anzi, with everyone, we needed to steal an artifact from a city of the dead. Yep. And all y'all dumbasses went and kicked in the front door and got murdered. Just completely <laughs> murked. Like, the character who's designed to be able to be a tank, he got hit once and then finger of death. Just, or powered kill, sorry. Just yep. gone. Ceases to exist. I think you survived like two rounds. And my character is just like, this is a terrible idea. I stole a freaking artifact from another one of our allies and used it to reverse time. And I was like, all right, guys, we're not doing that shit again because you all freaking died. <laughs> like, that was that was the exact opposite of your like incentivized to go out another way because if we did the go in and be murder hobos method, we all would have died a second time. Okay. Assuming I had, or thankfully I was quick thinking enough to be like, all right, you know, there's this magical thing that I know nothing about, but I know it's performed a miracle at least once. I'm going to do it again. Yeah. Cause I was like, that's just what the artifact did. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and even from that whole standpoint, it's like, yes, I don't think the actual game of D&D &D is entirely designed to solve everything through violence. Yes, that is the go-to answer for everyone solving things, but in and of itself, D&D &D is only like 70% a game about combat. But like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you look, like, look at your character sheet and look at how much of that character sheet is dedicated to killing things. Okay. How much of that character sheet do you ever actually give a shit about? Me? Yes. That's not the point. Isn't it? <laughs> no, it really isn't. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, it is It is because other people can also be of the same ideology. Just because a lot of it is combat related doesn't mean you need to focus on that. But like, like that's, what, that's what we focus on as a whole. And when I say the whole, I mean as like an RPG community as a whole. I think that trend is changing and has changed a lot. But like D&D &D is still the king. Like we'll be honest here. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like that, that is that is the the game that is like as much what everybody as knows Rodor about. shits on it. I mean, which is probably fair. Yeah. Like, well, Brodo hates Watsy. Yeah. He doesn't hate D D. Okay. Fair. Um, <laughs> but like that game, that game, D D is about combat. Like that. Uh, I feel like if you say it isn't, I think you are lying to yourself. Like the history of that game, it was is it was created as a war game. Well, I and, and, and that trend stay has stayed with it all the way through, all the way to fifth edition. Like I think I think the game has shifted and changed and, and is more accepting of other things. But like if you pick up that book and you start reading it and you start playing games without influence from you know more experienced people in a lot of ways. I think your natural inclination is to be like, oh yeah, this game is about fighting stuff. I'm not disagreeing that it's about fighting stuff. Like, mm -hmm. that is, like, as you said, it is impossible to disagree with that, right? But even just thinking about D&D &D as a whole, yep. only half of your primary attributes are innately combat-focused. Mm -hmm. Like disregarding spellcasting, even though yes, spellcasting is combat. There are a lot of non. There are a lot of non-combat related spells. We'll call it. Right? We'll call it. We'll split that one in half. <laughs> we'll split that one in half, right? But like charisma in and of itself, like yes, as a sorcerer, it, I use charisma used for to cast certain, my spells. used for certain things. But yeah, it's not the the stat in and of itself is not designed to yeah. be like kill things. Yeah. Yeah. Intelligence, while yes, used to cast spells, yada yada, mm -hmm. it is primarily built upon the concept of. The smarter you are, the more skills you have, mm -hmm. you know. And wisdom is impacts skills more than I think. What only clerics are a wisdom caster? Mm -hmm. Like wisdom is much more about skill base, you know. Like mm -hmm. ev everything on a uh, in like every skill you have is almost directly meant to be used as a way to circumvent combat. Mm -hmm. Yet the the entire middle of a character sheet is attack bonus. And weapons and armor. Yes, the entire middle. I'm just saying. I'm the, the saying entire the focal point of the sheet that, like, there, there's a there's not just a mathematical component here. 
there is a psychological component here and a perceptive component here. I want to actually look up the 5e sheet real quick. I'm, I'm going from memory for mostly third third ed sheets. But... Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking third. I'm thinking third ed. But even in third ed, there's a giant line of like literally a third of the page on the right side is nothing but skills. Yep. All right. And then so, the entire middle of the sheet is combat shit. <laughs> so like we're looking at the current sheets. I believe this is current sheet. It has D and D's yep. logo on it at least, right? So on the front page we have skills take up or an entire third on the left is now skills and attributes. Okay. The I'd say the middle third, that's where mm-hmm. you get armor class, initiative, hit points, attacks, yep. and spells. Below that is your equipment, which is usually... Uh, equipment also has your gold prices listed. Okay. Which so is, I would say... Which, equipment, which is usually combat shit. <laughs> well, the uh, your combat shit is usually listed under the attacks for like swords and shit, right? Yeah. And then the other third of that on the right side is personality traits, ideals, bonds, flaws, mm. and then features and traits. Well, yes... Me. A lot of features and traits do directly impact combat, mostly your class features and all that stuff. I would say that only half, if not less than half, of the first page of a D&D character sheet even cares about combat anymore. The back the back page is nothing but like backstory and shit. Okay. Right? I'm not counting a spell page, because spell page is spell page. Like, the focus... <laughs> I feel like that proves my entire rule, though. No, I'm saying... I'm I'm saying it doesn't because I'm saying yeah. less less than half of the sheet even cares about combat anymore. They're but like so like, like the... so here's the deal though. Like suppose you have uh you have thing A, thing B, thing C, and thing D. Yes. Yeah, you got four things. Fifty percent of it is taken up by thing A. But I'm saying And what percentage is taken up by the rest? I'm saying only fifty percent of it is taken up. If you argue that all of your class, uh, of all of your traits and stuff like that, are purely combat focused, which they ninety percent are. But fifth, I, I, here I'm going to throw fifth at a bone here too. They've done way better with fifth ed, simplifying things too. So that does trim it out and make it more streamlined. And also, I think there, I think they, there is less of a combat focus in fifth ed. As we learned the hard way in Dragon Heist. <laughs> yeah, but that's some of that is just us being idiots and stuff like that. But, uh, but learning that, so like Fifth Ed is getting better, but like I still think that that perception is there. I mean, I will definitely agree with you that well over half of the first page of the three point five character sheet, it was it was literally. Uh, your saves, your base attack bonus, your grapple bonus, attack, 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 attack. stats, and then a giant wall of text for your skills. Yeah, on the side. Like, that is, like, 3.5, it definitely, like, the first thing you see when you see a character sheet, a lot of it is combat focused. And here's the deal, 3.5 was a a tactical combat game. Yeah, it was. Like, it was. Uh, they were talking about it on the most recent period I listened to. Oh, it funny. was primarily sold to, it was sold as almost needing miniatures to be done properly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like that perception is there, though, that, like, a lot of these games that we play, like, I, th- I just think about, like, all, a lot of the games that we have played in general, like, where... It's just it's just that that comes up as the solution. Like I'm trying to think about the other games we played. Like going I mean, back we, in time here, like our shatter. Like honestly, we've we, gotten better with our shattering games. Uh, I mean, but like the Pathfinder game we played, a lot of the solutions that you guys came up with were hit things in the face. Yeah, but part of actually, that, that also that a, some of that was investigative. Actually, that was actually a pretty pretty light Pathfinder game for killing things. Because I hate combat. Yeah. <laughs> That goes a long way for me. <laughs> I mean, like, it, it was already mentioned, like, with the Dragon Heist game, like, it was designed to be less combative. Everyone automatically just defaulted to combat should be the answer to everything, and it punished you for those decisions, right? Yeah. And, like, I do think that, yes, there are still those gaming groups that are primarily about the kick in the door and stomp on the cold babies strategy, and, like, I think there was some of that baggage that did carry over into the Pathfinder game, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's. It's it is a thing that happens where people are like they're 
there still are those people. We in every gaming group we've ever had, we've always had that one person who's a power gamer, right? Yeah. We had like Wilman was a power gamer. He yeah. he had that was what he went for. Uh, Jerry was a prime example of someone of someone who all he wanted to do was be a shit wrecker. Yeah, which right? it backfired on him more than once, which is great. Yeah, um, <laughs> like that is just but. a thing that happens, and like I like you always have that one person, but like I don't know if that one person is necessarily the rule or if they are the exception. Like maybe it is just the fact that our group is just different. Like. I was thinking about my history of gaming too and stuff like that. Like I have, I've had a really unique gaming experience. I think like when I mm -hmm. first started, it was like, you know, early teens through, through teens and stuff like that. Like basically what in my teen years, I guess we'll just say like I was the typical D and D player. Like you have lots of books, you, you know, do this, that you go murder hobo stuff, blah, blah, blah. You play games, things like that. Uh, it was just a group of guys and stuff like that. But then once I hit college, um, and I started gaming with my with that other group, like that was like opened my eyes. Uh, mm -hmm. And after that, like that was my first. So like when I started gaming with that, that was my first time not playing a uh, D and D game. Uh, we had mixed genders. Uh, and it was it was RP focused, and after that, like my whole the whole way I game changed and stuff like that. Uh, typically, my environment in gaming has been a a, a mixed gender group about fifty fifty. Uh, I think there's been a couple times where it's been like we'd usually have like a group of five, and there'd be like one more guy sometimes. You know, mm. but like there 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 have been numerous times where I've where, where I have gamed with more females than males, and like. I, I basically almost stopped playing D&D after that, uh, if I could help it. <laughs> and um, uh, almost tip uh, like, if I was running a game, it wasn't D&D, almost always. Um, and the games, all the games uh, were more RP focused after that. Like, so like, that was like the 180 point for me when I realized it. But See, and that's the thing that I'm I'm wondering about if so obviously our experience is much less murder hobo heavy, yeah. right? Like, mm -hmm. and I, I listen to Fear the Boot a lot, and I, from what I've heard from them, and from what I've uh, kind of just assumed about the kind of stuff that goes on at Fear the Con, I'm pretty sure a large majority of their listeners are not of the murder hobo murder hobo style. And so, I'm not I'm not saying that all of their listeners. I'm not even saying that, like their listeners are like a majority of. D, D players, right? Yeah, but I'm also of the opinion that there's a there's. I would imagine that there is a lot of people who are like their listeners, who but don't listen to them, just for one reason or another. I I feel as if the existence of RPGs as a whole and stuff like or pen and paper RPGs as a whole, they. While yes, a lot of people when they're younger they get drawn into it from like the power gaming ideology behind it. Like anyone who's like around a certain age or even just a certain maturity level, I think their desire to play the games for different reasons is just going to be bigger than I just want to shit stomp a bunch of kobolds. Like mm -hmm. there comes a point where as you grow up as an adult, you want more out of things. You know, it's like it's it's anal analogically related. I, that's not even a word. I'm pretty sure to like relationships, right? Yep. You know, like a relationship with you know a significant other in when you're younger is going to have a very very different focus than when you're older. Like you're yep. going to, you're going to want more than just insert loot comment here. Mm -hmm. You yeah, know. exactly. Like, and and I do think that gaming is becoming a more mature thing as a result of that. Mm. Like, I think as a whole, just gaming is more appealing to a more mature audience because we grew up with it. Yeah, and then as a result of that, the kind of games we play have grown mm. up with us. Yeah, I think I, I think also with just the ability to get more games out, I think people have interfaced with it in a different way if that makes sense like 
Yeah, I don't. I like. I'm not. You know, I'm not sure about the the history of all of it and everything, but you know, it maybe maybe it's been like that always, and just as we're progressing through time, we just see things in a different light, and that we didn't realize was there because we were never looking for it. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. I still think my point stands, though. <laughs> I. I think your point and the point you were trying to make stands. I just think that your point is based off of a a common uh, what's the we had like an entire episode about this shit. A common misconception that is perceived as fact. You hear it from like every single like you hear it from the boot people. You hear it from like other people you talk to. You hear it from our own gaming group. We always refer to, you know, most most D and D like you know other D and D groups are a bunch of murder hobos, and I think like you you almost never hear about the group like actually meet someone who's in a group who is actual murder hobos. Yeah, uh, and see, I like I wasn't trying to frame it like the murder hobo way either. I know, but like the way <laughs> I was framing it, it's, it's just it's just easier to solve problems in games using oh, yeah. violence because uh, games saying, are directed like, towards violence. That's my point. I'm trying to make. All right, and I, I understand that. I'm just saying, like yep. you, you, you saying, you know, violence is the answer in mm-hmm. gaming is what made me remember the whole murder <laughs> the hobo, hobo thing. thing, and that's just <laughs> that's what like made me go on a giant downward spiral of <laughs> misconceptions. Uh, you were fired up there, by the way. Episodes are better when I am passionate. <laughs> I've, apparently. <laughs> but I don't know. I guess our points have been made. Good episode. I wrap it up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh. Oh, man. It wouldn't be the end of the world if we had a shorter episode. Like, we've been, John, we've been doing we've been doing for twenty minutes. You shut your mouth. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. Remember when we first started recording, and we're just like, yeah, half hour long episodes. Yeah, that lasted like five <laughs> episodes. I think not even. We lasted like two, and then we're like, well, what if we just do forty five minutes? And now yeah. we're like, all right, let's try and keep it under an under hour. An hour. <laughs> we could under, ramble about nothing for yeah. a long time. Under an hour hasn't happened yep. in so long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's every once in a while I just think back to that. It's like, oh yeah, half hour long episode. It's perfect for a lunch break. Yep. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> See, you get two lunch breaks worth. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. Actually, I want to like you see you kind of. I feel like you like verbally rolled your eyes at me when I when I said my like my thing about that like the bad lessons thing. Can you think of any bad lessons that from like gaming? Well, th- that was my thing. Is like when you said bad lessons, I was I was actively having trouble trying to think of bad lessons that I have quotations learned from gaming. <laughs> Like not that you've learned that could be like, uh, like that just could in general. be learned. Yeah, like that's, that's that's that was my entire problem. Is I'm just like, <laughs> are there? You don't like. What is a bad lesson? Like, I don't know. Like the non the non ethical life life hacks or something like that. I'm not sure. <laughs> like because the other one that I that I that I said you kind of like poo-pooed a little bit too but yeah what was i don't remember what your other uh, one was that's how it, little like it basically about teaches this. you what doesn't kill you makes you stronger oh yeah that oh oh yeah i my fault with that was the whole does it actually teach you that like obviously so, like, it's... here's the deal if if it's expressing if if it's like inadvertently expressing expressing something like that's an air quotes lesson like i think you're like digging too deep into what's a lesson guys like oh yeah that's that's 100 what i was doing like, okay just... so like like dial it back like just a little bit and be a normal human being for like six seconds john <laughs> sorry that was mean and i didn't mean it to be say come across as mean as i said but i didn't even interpret it as okay being mean i <laughs> you saying things like that is standard operating procedure <laughs> for our friend group uh <laughs> 
I mean, there's a reason why my brother wanted to do a randomizer race with me. And he's like, well, can my friend join? I'm like, I don't, I don't really care. Like, just, just so you know, my friend can be brash at times. Yeah, and, and you're like... <laughs> I'm just like, I'm sorry. Why would I care? Yeah, you're like... <laughs> and that bothers I, me why. <laughs> I guarantee you anyone who is half my age cannot go toe-to-toe with me if I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. <laughs> I've, pro- I've probably been able to take the most from you tripping balls, but yeah, I don't know if like... Oh yeah. And that's that's why I don't care what some 17-year-old has to say to me. Because right. I've dealt with you for over a decade. <laughs> I've literally, I'm pretty sure I've literally had you trip out screaming in my face while I sit there with a smirk, and then when you're done, I start laughing. In my defense, we are both still sitting at our computer chairs, but yes. Yeah, like, not actually, like, up in my face like a yeah. drill sergeant or anything, but, like, but like looking at me, screaming at me. Yeah. Uh, but. Man. I remember yeah. when I used to have to see a psychiatrist for my anger issues. You're doing way better than you used to. Now you just uh, say snipe. Well, actually, you haven't been able to, but I was going to say you just say <laughs> snipe things to magic players, but. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, maybe that's why I don't play Arena anymore. I don't get to actually insult my opponents for their stupidity. Hmm. All right. So, like this, just this came into my head. Like, I don't know if RPGs teach us or we just behave like this as human beings. But um, uh, it almost reinforces the idea. But um, uh, uh, basically the the concept that people that you don't know are NPCs. I I definitely think that it reinforces the concept. Like I feel like that's something that just people like like do but yeah I mean, like uh, is that like uh, I feel like that is just so much more reinforced especially when like as me, like me being a horrible GM it's just like yeah and the bartender's there and they're like oh what's he like oh <laughs> uh, go somewhere else <laughs> I mean, that is that is one of the biggest problems with people as a whole is they don't perceive other people as being people. You yeah, know, that there's a reason why that's one of the biggest level ups you can have in Magic is when you realize that your opponent is another person who's also making actual decisions. Yeah, and like like thinking actual things and like you know, it, yeah, it that is a, that is a big thing and like being able to realize that like people not you that you interact with even if you don't interact with them more than once are like you know have, like have value breathing person yep, with have, have and value opinions. and thoughts and backgrounds and do things outside of you like you know like you know it's like those people like you know those people you haven't seen in five ten one however many years or length of time like you know that time when you weren't around things happened for them like <laughs> you know you want to know one of the most depressing things about my existence god probably not this happens a lot <laughs> okay when i like oh it happens really rarely because obviously i don't associate with people ever but, like every once in a while i'll like run into someone who i was like really good friends with in high school yep and every single time i'm like man you have had a rough decade <laughs> Every single time, it's like, oh, look, you look like you've been doing all of the drugs. <laughs> like, it boggles my, like, I was definitely one of the more, this is a complete derail, obviously. I was definitely one, I was, I was friends with the outcasts. And a lot of the, you know, some of said outcasts were outcasts because of their drug habits. Ah, okay, yeah, that'll do it, I suppose. And, you know, while I personally didn't do drugs and I always told them you shouldn't do that, they obviously aren't going to listen, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. people, yeah. Gonna, people are going to be their own people. And so many times I've seen them, I was like, I am so glad I literally never did any of that shit with you. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, it's almost like not doing drugs with people is like a good way to get ahead in life. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. that, I, I know this is like a really depressing detour, but man. I guess, I don't know. Like, for me, it's like. I mean, I can think of at least one person in my life that I'm like, and I, I don't want to say the name or anything, uh, but like at least one person in my life that I'm like, 
yeah, you kind of suck now that you're like not like doing coke or anything like that, just smoking pot. But it's like, yeah, you kind of just suck now. And it's like, like, all right, I'm just like, we're just like not going to hang out. <laughs> like, you know, I had, I had one guy when, when I still worked at McDonald's, even he like came into McDonald's and I hadn't seen him in a decade. Yeah. Like, it's been a long time. And I like looked at him and like I immediately recognized him. He immediately recognized me. This is a guy who used to come over to my house. He spent the night at my house. Yeah. You know, he didn't live that far away, so we talked a lot. You know, mm-hmm. my mom, my mom always referred to my friends as her other children and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, because she's weird. Because she's else really to steal weird. from. Yeah, but she's like, so she do that all the time, right? Like that. So he was a close friend of mine, and I looked mm-hmm. at him like, "You look terrible." I didn't say yeah. that to him, obviously, but I'm yeah. thinking. Like, he looked like he had done all of the cocaine. I like every single, <laughs> like, every single drop of it, right? <laughs> I don't think it was possible for him to close his eyelids. It was honestly shocking. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's just like that's 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 that was part of my past, right there. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. the time marches on inevitably. I guess. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Uh, sorry, what was our actual topic? Oh yeah, the people aren't NPCs thing. Yeah, that's what we were we were kind of kicking around here. So because that just came into my head and everything, yeah. like like. But uh, yeah, as I said, I feel like tabletop games, like even nowadays when we're way better at role playing, like that is still super reinforced. Oh yeah, you it's, know, it's it like, is it is really really hard for someone to play NPCs, and I I actually think playing NPCs is one of my strengths. I would agree with you, actually. I think that's true. Like, I, if you interact with someone, I will make that person seem like an actual person. Yeah, you're pretty dang good at that. I don't think I am very good at that, unfortunately. Uh, I, I have a lot of trouble with that. I mean, in, like, in my first game I ever ran, it was with you and an old gaming friend of ours named Holly, and she was playing a barbarian, and she mm-hmm. took her great... Like, she goes into a bar, she took her great sword off her back, and she stuck it in the floor... And the bartender is like, that's going to cost you a gold. And she's like, why would it cost me a gold? I'm like, because you made a hole in my floor. She's like, I don't want to pay. I'm like, then you're not allowed in my bar. <laughs> like, my very first NPC. Have consequences? Yeah. <laughs> like, my very first NPC was an actual person who didn't want to have to pay out of his own pocket to repair the hole in his It's floor. like, you broke, you broke my freaking bar, right? You know, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, it's like uh. that, that was, that made sense. From my perspective, for uh-huh. an actual person to respond with, yep. so that's what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, man, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's almost easier to think of like the good lessons and stuff you get out of all of this, but it's the the good lessons are so much easier to come by because, like, it, like I wasn't kidding when I asked you the question, "What is a bad lesson?" Because, yeah. All lessons can be turned into a good lesson. Uh, I mean, to some degree. Like, if you to, recognize their bad lessons, to some yeah, degree. Yeah, to but. some degree. <laughs> I've joked multiple, multiple times that a lot of the reason why I'm a good person is I had a really good example of what not to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, actually. I think I remember you saying that. Like, but. You know, like, you have to be able to see and recognize something as being bad to understand mm-hmm. that you should not do that or you can learn from the negatives if you understand that they are negative that is yeah that is i don't once again i don't know if that's a sign of like maturity or if that's just a sign of you know personality it could be i mean to be fair like some of the things i learned about gaming or about myself are things that i learned from like like not like some of them are negative experiences and stuff like that but like you know like playing playing jazz is one where i learned a lot about myself in some ways it's not necessarily myself but like i actually learned more about some about myself but a lot about the mentality of others in some ways like Mm. not everyone but like people who who freaking suck that's who i learned about um but like you know one of the one of the um uh uh like really defining things is um uh that i remember from my pretty early uh, tabletop gaming experiences. Uh, so I think I was playing one of the first incarnations of what would become Kippy. 
Right. Uh, I'm pretty sure I was still in high school because I remember playing this in my parents' basement. Um, <laughs> but I'm. Uh, so no, it would have been after. It would have been. I would have been early college. So I was still a dumb kid, like, <laughs> and maybe I'd played with the other group by then and stuff like that. Not sure, because. Um, because one of my friends from high school had gone off to college and came back, and he had tons of he he was you with D and D books. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. Yeah, yeah, I know every single three five book you could get. Uh, hey, and... I never bought the book of Exalted Deeds because I was of the opinion, why would I want to play a good character? Because <laughs> I was an edge lord. <laughs> the edge lord. <laughs> good character. All right, we'll, we'll hit that in just a second here. But, like, right. I was playing, like, an early version of Kippy, uh, who is just an asshole. Uh, but the like, early version or his actual iterations? Uh, actual iterations. Okay. Or, no, because uh, I can't remember. It was, a, But I was playing a kobold sorcerer, basically. Yeah. Um, I was like, Kippy wasn't an asshole. He was just selfish and greedy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying, to remember, I'm trying to remember if this happened in two parts, because maybe he played with us before we got to a certain spot. So he was one of those people that loved gear. Mm -hmm. Was like, he, was, he, he loved the stats of it. Like, even, um, I, you know, I've talked to him recently and stuff like that. And even then, uh, he would mention his game and, and he would talk about the stats of it. You know? All right. yep. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm out on that. But, um, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't say that. but. Um, I remember one of the early encounters we played with our group was with a rust monster. <laughs> the bane of every gear-hungry player ever. Ate all his gear, basically. And then something happened to that game and it died, I think. Uh, but yeah, I remember throwing rust monsters and something there. Uh, and there was a reason for it, actually. Uh, they, it was, I think he was playing that game, but I ran a game for a while where the players built a town, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, and they came across in, in a bit like an abandoned iron mine, and the rust and rust monsters live in it, feeding off the iron. Yep. So yes, you do. yeah, so they they had to clear it out. So yeah, he lost all his gear. But then he came back and played with us one time, and I was playing Kippy, and I, I'm like, I am so fucking clever playing this character. Uh, and I don't remember what was happening, but but basically what happened is it was a bunch of party infighting, and we basically like he got sleep cast on. We took all his shit and ran off. And I remember after that, like thinking about the experience, and it took me a while thinking about the experience. I'm like, like one, I was an asshole, like you know, obviously. Yep. And two, it made me realize that uh, with the gear thing in the in the different parts, that people enjoy the games for different reasons. Like, do you want to know the single? biggest asshole move I've ever seen a DM do. I would love to. Did I do it? It, it wasn't you. Oh, gosh. Okay. I feel I, like I'm a pretty fair and balanced GM. Yeah, so I played like, yeah. I played very little D&D in high school with other high school friends, right? Like like I said, like I think I ran two games myself, and another guy ran a game. When I mean games, yeah. I mean game sessions. Okay, yeah. So this one guy... He he has everyone make their characters, and we're like we're all like level five. Like a lot. This is all like most of ours first time ever playing D anD. d And we he, like starts us at like level five or level ten yep. or something insane like that, right? Yep. Everyone makes their characters, and like we had like a twelve person group. It was freaking gigantic. Yeah. Right. You know, in hindsight, it's like oh, we should have just split it, and everything would have been fine. But we're dumb high schoolers. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, he, everyone, like, makes all the characters, and this is, like, a multiple, multiple-week process. Everyone, you know, everyone yep. does their thing, and they're, like, doing all this. And he's like, all right, first encounter, you're, like, an adventuring party, you're walking down this thing. And you see this, like, pony-sized insect with, like, a reddish-orange color with big, long antennas. Okay. And that's our, first, that's our first encounter. And me, <laughs> being me, yep. I, I've read every. D, D book imaginable. I've yep. edited myself. God damn it. Yeah, I know. I'm like, hey. 
but like okay. I've read everything. I know exactly what we're walking towards, and I'm just like, and I'm playing a rogue, and I'm just like, I'm just gonna shoot it with my bow and arrow. Yeah, I'm right. not going near that because yeah. I know what he's doing. And so like all the melee fighters they like, charge up and like they hit it, and it doesn't matter if you hit a rust monster in three point five in three or three point five. Yeah, you have to make a save against it. It yep. doesn't have to just be its antennas. Yep, and it... half of the people, their weapons are immediately destroyed. The it's very like, first, the very first encounter, their very first thing for a bunch of new people who've never played D anD D before. Yeah, and he just destroys the gear that they just made. It's like, <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, as far as I'm concerned, rust monsters exist for one reason and one reason only, and that is when someone else is being a massive dick, and you need to show them that there are sometimes consequences. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, like it, it was one of those things where it's like, oh, looking at the thing, I'm like, oh, this makes perfect, like, ec- ecological sense to me. Oh, yeah. Like, that. like yeah, like, the fact realize, that you had... Yeah, realize Sorry, looking at the game, like... though, I should be like, I should have been like, maybe this isn't fun, but I was, like, too stupid to know that. Yeah, rust monsters are, like, the low-key least fun thing in all of D&D. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It... You know, it's like those bad experiences are the things where it's like you you can stop and like learn something actually, mm-hmm. and you know it's it's one of those things too. It's like now I pay a lot of attention though to what I'm doing with other players too to make sure I'm not ruining their fun, like yeah. as a player or a, or a GM and stuff like that. Um, like, like... Y- even just looking across the table at people and seeing their expressions and stuff like that, you know. Looking back, the thing that bothered me the most is I remember looking at him, looking at the GM as the first guy swung his sword and it turned to rust, and he just had this smug smirk on his face, like, yeah, I got him. It's like, you are a twat waffle. Yeah. It's like, and that's one of the things, too, it's like, because I feel like early in, you know, if you start GMing as a freaking kid, you know, like, one of the first things is you're just like, that yeah, I got him thing is so cool. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's like being a headhunter GM. Like, yeah, it it's just like really like you know, and like I, I luckily I feel like I got out of that phase really fast. I was never one of those people to be like to like try to make like these crazy like super hard monsters or something like that. Um one of the one of the people I I gamed with way back in the past too, uh, who who you know, but I'm just not. I'm gonna keep the name out just for the sake of, you know, not throwing anyone into this bus. Uh, would design like just insane, unbeatable monsters, and would just be like, yeah, like 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 look how cool these are, and it'd be like, but like the fact that they're so powerful actually makes them less interesting. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, it was one of those things. Like, even back then, I could be like, yeah, I mean, it's cool, like, concept, but, like, you know, this monster that when you hit it, it hit, like, you know, it reflects the damage back to you is not particularly interesting, you know? Like, luckily, my, I'm a lack, my, even my game design chops at that point could understand it, but um, I, I will say the person grew out of it very, very well, um, <laughs> you know? Uh, but we, you know, we all like when we were young, we all did our dumb things and we had our awful ass games. But that's how you get better is by making mistakes. I mean, that's what Fear the Boot always says is that their their podcast is a monument to their failures. <laughs> but yeah. and I mean, like you're not wrong. We've all done that. I remember, yeah. I remember reading a supplemental book, and mm-hmm. it gave it was talking about the the Gestalt character. Yep. And it was meant for groups that didn't have enough people. So yep. instead of as you leveled, you would literally gain a level in each and one of two different. You gain a level of two different classes at the same time. Oh yeah, and it was like this. And I remember reading it. I'm like, this is busted, and I immediately started making characters of it. Yeah, and you're like, this is busted. We're just gonna make characters. Yeah, I don't. I never played any of them. Oh yeah, but they were ridiculously overpowered and stupid. I mean, there were there were two characters in one. Like how yeah. how could they not be? Right? Yeah. But I don't know. Like, yeah. Uh, I feel like it took me longer than it should have to get past the point of, like, 
realizing some of that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But as I said, like when I hit the like second gaming group that I joined, it was like getting smacked in the face with reality. Like it was awesome. <laughs> like as so to put it into comparison, I had I had played nothing but D and D before that. Yep. Played three five. You know, roll a dice, move your mice, grid paper, all that. Just. It was just straight up D and go and play with them. The first session I play is Shadowrun. Uh, I join mid adventure with them and everything, which was fine. Um, and the entire first session was zero combat. Literally spent a solid hour plus RPing. All like. The whole thing, like we barely picked up dice, you know, like it was, and it just melted your brain. And I was like, like I'm sorry you're gonna, have that, but this, I was like, this is fucking amazing. Like it was so awesome. Like <laughs> you know, it was, it was mind-blowingly awesome. Like, and like I don't think I would have changed as fast as I have if I did not have that specific game session with that specific group it was it was a goddamn thing of beauty you know like and you know the games after that and stuff that i played with i played with that group for a a long time then um and it was awesome you know uh like see and i don't know i I can't even like express it it was so so awesome I actually think that something like that is act is truly beneficial mm-hmm. for even someone like me who, like I said, I enjoy making powerful characters, yep. usually with limitations, but I enjoy making powerful characters. Yep. But the thing is, Abigor would not have been as interesting if mm-hmm. every single game session I just, you know, lightning bolted my way through an army of kobolds. Right. Yeah. You know, that's going to get repetitive. The fact mm-hmm. that A, I had to be creative with him just to make uh-huh. him even functioning, and B, the fact that when he was when he was actually able to do what he was designed to do, he was a freaking god of like <laughs> lightning. Yeah, made it so much more impactful when he got to be that. Like yeah. suddenly, you know, it's like it's like man, I can't really do anything at all, and suddenly I get to chain lightning my way through an entire army of skeletons. I'm just like. This is what my character's meant to do. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, but, you know, and even then, with like, even with you know, like watching the characters like progress like that was pretty was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like having it shines a light on it so much more when it's something you don't get to do on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. When it's like, it's yeah. like you know, I am an absolute shit wrecker, and exactly these like. Roger is another really good example. Roger yep. is really, really good at punching people in the face. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do it very often. No, not really. But when he does it, when he throws a right hook, people take notice. You're going to be picking up your jaw. <laughs> yeah. Like, but yeah, you know, most of the time he's just there. He's making snide comments, mm-hmm. and he's reigning in his captain. Yep. That is that is what Roger does. Yeah. Every once in a while, he has to throw a fist. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, if you think about those characters that, like, you know, were like that, it's it's designing a character with a purpose and then, find like, using that purpose when you need but not going right on. Like, Anzi was like that, too. Mm-hmm. Like, think about how many solutions that we came up with that were kind of relatively creative solutions. Like you pulling me into a 300-foot drop? I mean th- that one, but like even the like, even though it ended up in combat, like the the bait and switch with the journal. Oh yeah, like that got somebody killed, but you know, like, <laughs> like accidents it, it, happen. Accidents happen, but like that was a good point too because it was sort of a like your actions have consequences sort of thing. Oh, but yeah. like with that, or like you know, I remember there was the like, and you know, bless bless Tim for being one of those people who was like, yeah, this is this makes sense and is awesome. We'll make up rules for it. Uh, but like the the pit fight thing, some 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 bitch used like stone skin, and I literally could not do enough damage with my fists to to do any damage. Oh yeah, and you just smothered him. I literally I literally grappled him and smothered him in the dirt. <laughs> like like Anzi is actually another really good example. 
Yeah. Uh, much like Abigor, yep. she was a combat monster. She's not as good as combat as it seemed. I got lucky a lot, but like, yeah, yeah she was designed to be a blender. Yeah, she was designed <laughs> to be a blender. She could one v one basically anyone else. I could one v one any anyone else in the party, including you, if I could close the distance. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, you could easily like one or two shot me, like yeah. turn wise, you know. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I know you can because when I saved everyone with that miracle book, uh, mm-hmm. when we did it the quotations right way, you became mind controlled and attacked oh, yeah. me. Yeah. And you did like 80% of my health in a single turn. <laughs> and so I had to get away from you with, and uh, dodge the attack of opportunity <laughs> and then eventually <laughs> save the day. Yeah. Uh, I think also you tried to talk to me and basically I, like I took a swing at you and didn't hold back and like broke your arm. But <laughs> uh, you, d- I was already injured when you did that. But you didn't okay, I think I injured you quite a bit though, just like you inadvertently. Inj- yeah, you injured me a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in in that game in general, you injured me a lot. Yeah, but like, but like that was like the entire game was though it was like all right, we're good at this thing. Let's not use it. Yeah. Like, it, it sounds dumb because, like, that's not what you should do. But, like, I feel like we weren't looking at things where it's, like, you know, to go back to the whole, like, trying to get out of that mentality of, like, this is my hammer, everything looks like a nail. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's, like, you know, if you were, you know, with you, it's, like, oh, you know, I'm really good at lightning. Well, everything should be solved with lightning. It's a super easy mental path to go down. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm a friggin', you know blender like i'm gonna just swing swords at things everything looks like that solution you know yeah like it's really easy to fall into that trap and just keep like you know think thinking that way and everything especially when you design a character that's built around something yeah and i mean let's be completely honest if you if your character who was designed to be a blender Mm -hmm. actually decided to be a blender in most situations we Mm -hmm. would have died Oh yeah, a lot. Died <laughs> a shitload. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of overwhelming odds that were aligned <laughs> against us on multiple occasions. Mm-hmm. Which, so. which which props on on Tim for that, honestly. Mm-hmm. Because in that game, I don't feel like I feel like he he presented us with a lot of situations where the the odds were stacked against us, but he obviously gave us an out. Oh yeah, you know, like like he wanted us to to know that running away was an appropriate choice. Yeah, and like, like sometimes it was, or or figuring out creative solutions, or like not trying to kill the gnolls or something like that. You know, <laughs> I mean, and like, that was a big thing. Like while yes, a lot of characters died in that game, there was a surprisingly not a large amount of character death in that game. No, even with the odds that were stacked against us, we managed yeah. to make it work. And we, uh, I mean, a lot of it too, though, is is like we're gonna like we weren't afraid afraid to turn tail and run if that was the correct decision. Oh yeah, you know, and like I feel like that's something like I mean, maybe, maybe there's a bad lesson that's taught in RPGs, and I feel like this is something that comes up a lot is that you can't run away. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I feel like that's something that people like withdrawing from a situation is something that groups should do more. Like. Like, not all the time and stuff like that, but it's so easy to be like, you know, well, it's like, well, we're, you know, we're in this battle. We got to, like, you know, the, the run s- command, the run s- command is destroyed on the menu. We can't use it. You got to like, stick it out, make this work. Yep. God, you know. I don't, you just remind me of something with my axe, not with her specifically, but when I started dating her, there was another guy from her past who, like, had a thing for her and he hated me. I mean, okay, yeah. And he always wanted, he was always, like, you know, threatening to, like, punch me and shit. Like, I never actually encountered him face-to-face. He yeah. He he would specifically avoid encountering me face-to-face. But he okay. would always tell her that his, like, if he ever saw me, he was going to, like, deck me and all that kind of shit. Okay. And I'm just like, alright, I'll just call the cops. Yeah, right? Like, what do you, okay. Like... <laughs> and, like, and, like, she told him that, and he, like, he's like, oh, he's, you know, he's he's such a pussy, you know, you should stand if I'm like, no. I'm an adult. He's threatening me with assault. Yep. I will just call the cops. Actually, he's, <laughs> like, 
Actually, he's, he's threatening he, me with battery, but yeah, yeah, he's threatening he's me with battery. Yeah. You, you know he's enough about this. Yeah, he is committing assault and a not necessarily close, but yeah, not. I don't think it's necessarily. Yeah, but it's like yeah, I'll just call the cops because I think you have I to have don't... a reasonable expectation for of fear with assault. Yeah, but I was I like, have... I don't really care if he punches me. Like the the worst thing that happens is he breaks my glasses. <laughs> I get really pissed off. Yep, you know, and it's like. I'll just call the cops. Yeah, I don't right. care if he threatens me. I have I have no qualms whatsoever about being perceived as being less manly. Yeah, we'll get that because guess what? You got an A and B on your record now, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna walk away and, and f your ex girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> All right. Since we're yeah. being mature about this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of us clearly won. You can decide who. <laughs> Just say. <sighs> uh, yeah, okay. All right. You said you were going to touch on the su on the subject of good characters. Okay. I made a comment about playing good line characters. As well. Yeah. So this and this kind of ties back to the maturity thing and stuff like that. Because I was like you. I'm like, I don't want to play a goody two shoes character. That's so cliche and the, you know, all that and everything. And honestly, I feel like I've come to realize that playing a good character is actually far more difficult and far more interesting than playing an evil character. Because you can't just be a murder hobo? Because, well, because you can't just be a murder hobo. Like, you can't just be like... Like, I remember back in the day when we first started playing D&D, &D, like, I don't know why they had alignments, because the only alignment that mattered was chaotic neutral. Mm -hmm. Right? Everyone like, was chaotic neutral. Everyone was chaotic neutral. It's like, oh, you just do whatever the, you want. It's like, who cares? But like... And especially playing, like, a couple evil characters and stuff like that, like, which they were interesting, but, like, the characters that just, like, do stupid, immoral things, it's like, why? Oh, you yeah. know? Like, it's, and, and, the, and the, the neutral characters, it's like, well, stand for something. Mm -hmm. Like, so, like, when you have a character, like, because I think, because Anzi was chaotic good. Yes. But, like, she had a lot of her own principles. And and standing for those principles made the character interesting, you know. And like working within those and being like, well, this is the this is the easiest out to this, but my character wouldn't do this because she believes X, Y, and Z. You know, like you don't you don't do those things because you know you you know because of all these things. You know, like like that is so much more interesting. And like I've I've gone way down more of the path that it's like. I'm like, man, I, I actually like want to play lawful good characters now, because I feel like th like that is so much more like interesting and and uh, difficult to to um uh, express and everything in some ways, you know, like I, I just think... I, I find it way more interesting now. I think the only character I have ever played that was truly law or chaotic neutral was Abigor, and that's because Abigor was me, and I think at that time in my life, I was chaotic neutral. I think as so. As a mentality. Yeah. I don't think I still am. I, I think don't think so. My my desire to hurt people is much less than it used to be, so... <laughs> yeah, I think you leveled out a bit. Yeah. It's amazing what having people who care, care about you does, right? Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I mean, at least I was never chaotic evil as the... I have that going for me. You got unlike that some, Unlike some people in my family. Hey, man, it's, you know what? Honestly, it doesn't matter where you've been. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's what you're doing right now. <laughs> it's kind of mind-boggling how much I insult my family. In this thing. Just in general, in the podcast as its very existence, I do that a lot. Yeah. I've I'm probably said meaner stop, things just in but... general, but like I'm just, saying... I try to hold back a little bit. I've been pretty saying... awful about some things. Yeah, it's like I'm not going to stop saying it because it's honestly what I really feel. But yeah, but you know, like I don't know. Alignment is one of those things that's so gooey and stuff like that. I don't know where I sit, but mm. <laughs> alignment yeah. is complicated. It is. It is complicated. I still don't particularly like it, even though a lot of people have made cases for it. Yeah. And like one of the big ideological things that I have is I'm uh like 
and I just accept it in in D and D. It's like fine, whatever. Um, I I absolutely hate the concept of objects having morality. Oh, like sentient objects? No, non sentient objects. Do objects have morality in D and D? Like having an align, like having an alignment perception or something like that. Like the don't touch it, it's evil. Like it's just. I, oh I, yeah, I, like like I, this non sentient object will corrupt you if you touch it. Yep, I, I like I I absolutely cannot believe that objects have a like can can have a moral structure or power built into them. Like it's just it's nonsensical to me. So that actually that leads like not even cor- not even corrupt you, but like you know, it's like this this is a good object. Yeah, or like um, uh, even uh, like. Like to to kind of get, I, I don't want to get too much into like actual religion here and stuff like that, but I'm uh, like people people who are like, you know, this oh this is a this is a good holy object, you know, in and of itself. I'm like, no, it's 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 an object that we ascribe meaning to, but the object doesn't do anything in and of itself. Or like gu- guns is one of those things too. It's like this thing is evil, you know people may say that it's like well no it's it's an object it doesn't do anything yeah like you know like all of like all of that stuff having like having an inherent good or evil to an object just i cannot carry it into D even it, it drives me crazy you will basically never see a game where i do something like that so i have uh the, i want uh clarification on something that i personally in, in regards to the whole uh, the, the flaws with alignments yep my biggest gripe with it is much more from the standpoint of the good versus evil access than the lawful versus chaotic access. Do you agree, or do you think everything about that is flawed? Uh, I agree with you, actually, for the most yeah. part. Also, but my, my big thing is, is I don't think it's granular enough, if that makes sense. Like, I'm, yeah. way, more, I'm way more on the side of something like... And, and also, I'm, I'm very much a subjective morality person. Mm-hmm. So, like... You know, and the way D and D handles like morality, it just in general, just kind of drives me crazy because I just don't like it. You know, it's like I just just the way how they handle actions and you know decisions stuff like that. I don't like determining how actions are if actions are like good or bad. Mm-hmm. Actions just are like I, I'm I'm much like much much more like the magic color wheel sort of thing. Which is like you have a section of things like a way people behave, if that makes sense, and whether they use that for good or evil is up to them. That's just how they do things. But like you know, like in in magic, like the 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 black color alignment is typically you know is, is very individualistic, and that yes. can manifest itself as you know, like you know ambition and individual confidence or it can manifest itself as selfishness and you know self-serving desires and stuff like that which is kind of this you know it's it's that same philosophical core but it's just how you work within that philosophical core and how it affects other people yeah that's that's kind of like where i'm coming from where like as i said i have an issue with good versus evil because good versus evil can be debated until the end of time right yeah exactly but I think the concept of someone being more lawfully aligned or chaotically aligned is much more real, primarily because uh, yeah. that is literally the battle of my very existence. Yeah, I, I like that <laughs> one because it fits right into the magic color pie piece too and everything. Yeah. Whereas like the good versus evil are intentions, and I don't necessarily like that. Like it, It's why people are doing things to some mm-hmm. degree, not, you know... Not, not necessarily not their approach to doing yeah things. like yeah that's why i much more like the as i said the magic color pie and everything like the whole you know it's like on one side with the, with lawful you have the you know the the white color identity and on the other side you have the red color identity you know mm-hmm. and like i like that like that conflict is interesting you know like i like the uh i like the law versus chaos conflict in D much more than i like the good versus evil conflict yeah, it is. It's definitely much more interesting than yeah. moral dilemmas. Yeah, but like, so yeah. Typically, when I make characters in D and I tend to use color pie in my head much more, and mm-hmm. then have to fit it into an alignment structure. 
Like I, apparently, I have a really common trope of making red white characters. So, <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Look All at right. That. Look we at filled that. We, an, we filled an episode that started with me yelling at you. <laughs> we got there, and we like honestly, we kind of kept on topic ish ish somewhat. I have part, no idea what it. I'm going to use for a title, but we definitely stayed mostly on topic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, coming up with titles is sometimes interesting. Um, but all right, John, that's all. Um, if you want to um, uh, send us some feedback, you can shoot an email to thelocometa at gmail.com. You can catch us on Twitter at thelocometapc. Um, you can go to thelocometa.com for a link to the Discord where we hang out and do cool things. Uh, and if you want to see what all those cool things are, you'll have to come join the Discord. Hopefully that'll lure you in. Um, also, there's a link there to the Patreon if you want to shoot us a buck or whatever and um, uh, buy us a soda or help us with hosting costs or whatever. But yeah, cool. John, anything else? Negative. All right, cool. We will catch you next time. See ya.